Hey, how's it going? This is Josh from Books by Josh, and this is episode 49 of the Books by Josh Audio Immersion. This week's episode is titled Customers. Why address customers? Because I'm talking about customers in general. Customer experience, customer satisfaction, are the customers always right? We're going to cover a wide variety of topics, and guess what? This is just like the last episode, where I'm recording in a different bathroom <laughs> with no stop. So, let's dive in. So, what is a customer? Customers are people who buy your products or services. Even if you don't sell products or services, maybe you're a YouTuber. Well, your customers are the people who watch your video and click on your links. If you're an Instagram influencer, it's your followers. So now that we've defined customers, how do customers help you? Well, a business can't run without customers. Even if your customers are not other businesses as in B2B sales. So in my business, I produce content. It's free content through YouTube, through this podcast, through my blog, and then I have paid content for my books that way. So, I've worked over 12 years now in retail facing customers, and I've learned a lot from these customers. And guess what? Customer is not always right. I know the saying, customer is always right, but you have to draw a line. Why am I hitting on this first? Because this is important. You could bend over backwards for a customer, and guess what? they still dislike you. they still try to get an even bigger discount. I've gone above and beyond for customers and I've gotten kicked in the butt because of it. And I used to get paid off customer service, uh, customer satisfaction through surveys through the phone after I did the repair on their phone or dealt with the customer going in their account. They would get a survey and guess what? On things I had no control over, for devices, liquid, physical damage, I couldn't do anything. They had to go through an insurance company. But guess what? I still had the worst score, one out of ten. And I had to go to a meeting for the whole day with the district manager. And when I approached the district manager, why is your customer satisfaction score that so low? Well, Mr. Schwartzman, I'm at zero percent because of all the people they surveyed, decided to survey for me. They picked one liquid and one physical damage customer. And he's like, oh, oh, well, you still have to go through this up. The customer wasn't always right because it wasn't in my power to assist them. I put them on the phone with the insurance, but I digress. So once again, customer's not always right because there's only certain things you can do. Even if you own a business, if a customer depends on 70% discount just because of who they are, you can't give them that. You could discount items. Like I used to sell screen protectors, we were buying bulk for maybe 72 cents, $35, and I would play with that. That's a big profit margin, I know, but some would break. It's the whole logistics behind that, but if I sell it for 35, I could discount it to 20 if they bought another accessory, you understand? But customers wanted free things, and even from my reading now, from what I've seen, and this whole 2019 thing, 2020 coming up, everybody's big on influencers. Hey, can you give me this for free because I'm an influencer? It's not how business works. And that's the whole thing. Customers aren't always right. But yet, you have to appease the customers, which is customer satisfaction. Like I said, you could bend over backwards and customers won't be happy. I've seen surveys for that customers give, and my coworkers, myself, saying, it's 9 out of 10. Why? Because I don't give 
anybody a perfect score, nobody's perfect. Things like that are out of your control. So you have to learn when you're doing too much for a customer. Me personally, I used to, if a person bought a new phone, I would transfer all their things, if it's iPhone, through iTunes. Transfer everything but their purchase music and ringtones, and they'll be happy. I'll install screen protectors, cases. I'll even go outside and pay their phone to the car. But if they ask me to go set up their Wi-Fi, even if they give me a tip, that's way out of my pay grade. I'm not leaving my workplace for that. And some of my coworkers did that on their off days. That wasn't for me because, like I said, you're a customer to a certain extent. I'm not your home IT person. I didn't set up your network at home to begin with, so why am I connecting your device to the network? Or if I'm doing your favor and delivering something to your house via my last job, I'm delivering a couch, okay, fine. Or a bedroom set. I bring the bedroom set, oh, can you take out my own? That's not my job. My job is to bring you the bedroom set, set it up. If you don't have the space cleared, we can come back another day and set it up. I'm not going to sit here and wait for you. Customers like taking advantage of representatives because they feel they're entitled because they're the customer. When it goes beyond your job duties, you don't have to do it. And managing a small business, I learned this because people <laughs> expect you to bend over backwards for them because, oh, I'm your customer. Okay, you're my customer, but this isn't a product or service we offer. You went to the competition, purchased the product there. They didn't want to set up for you, but yet you come here to set up. That doesn't work. So that's customer satisfaction, <laughs> and that's customer always right. So now let's talk about how to manage your customers or gain more customers. I've done cold calling. I've gone sales across the nation in New Mexico and I'm in New York City for a client. And I've handled accounts with over 200 employees and I manage all their devices. And I've learned you need to be organized with customers. If you're a small mom and pop, you still need to get more customers. And how do you do this? Or manage your existing customers. I just wrote a blog post about like a little stamp card to get something free. If you're a restaurant, something there with food, child skis, you could do something like that. Buy 10 ice creams, get the nuts one free. Buy 10 bagels, get the 11 bagel free, something like that. Went to a burrito place that had that. And there's other things that you can do, such as flyers, which is 90s. But it doesn't really drive business. You could do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and target depending on who's in the neighborhood. But the best way to gain customers, listen to me here, is to your current customers. Sounds stupid, but word of mouth is one of the best advertising ever because if you tell, if you give great service, those customers will then tell their friends and family about you. And these people will say, hey, Bruce over there told me about this guy, Josh. Let me check him out. Hey, Josh is pretty good. You know what? Let me tell my cousin Carol. Stuff like that. Like I said, I didn't believe it. But when I saw Google reviews naming me as the reason they stayed with the company, 
I'm like, wow. And they would tell all their friends and family. I had one guy who's a good friend of mine now who brought me over 40 customers because of the service that I gave him. And that's the main thing, word of mouth. So it's like all this content. You're listening to me, my podcast. You can subscribe, but the best thing you can do is tell one friend who you think this podcast might help. It's like the MF CEO. He tells everybody, he gives them a call to action at the end of the episode. Hey, you like this? Great. Do me a favor. Tell two friends about this and have them give it a listen. Why? Because that's how you get more customers through your existing customers. And a lot of people don't realize this. It's hard to gain a customer after losing a customer. It's easier to gain a customer by using a customer. Because your existing customers are important because you already built a relationship. You already spent money on advertising and time and into building that relationship. It's like asking a girl out. You go on a four days to start a relationship. It's easier to connect to and build on that than it's after a breakup to go find somebody new and spend all that time, money, and effort into creating a new relationship. I've had customers that actually helped us set up a table day where we visit their workplace, which was a hospital, a big hospital, and sell services, and that worked out great. We gave them a little kickback. But guess what? That's the main thing. You have to learn customers are essential for business because if you don't have any sales or any money coming in, you're not a business. You're going broke other business so remember one thing from this entire episode learn to read your customer read them read the emotion see what they want see what you can give them and grow that relationship once you can read your customer you can cater to their needs and make that customer one of your number one friends that's all the books talk about your thousand true friends your number one friends who will buy anything you put out well it's true and just do me a favor and get some customers. And if you liked this episode, thank you. If you didn't, or you heard a couple background noise, oh well, I'm in the bathroom in the Bronx this time. It's Long Island. And I enjoyed recording a podcast at 2.30 a.m. So, like always, I'll catch you guys in the next one. See you.